Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, hello and welcome back to the Chamber Vibes podcast. I'm your host, Foster Garrett, uh, Director of Marketing and Events for the Bedford Area Chamber of Commerce. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, let me tell you what's going on. Every week, I interview a different chamber member on the Chamber Vibes podcast to figure out what they do and why they do it right here at Watts Creative Studios in beautiful Bedford, Virginia. Before we get to the actual podcast, though, I do want to tell you about some of the things that we have coming up at the chamber. Um, We are getting closer and closer to the end of the year, and we keep having more and more things that for you guys to come to and do. Um, So first up is actually tomorrow. We're closing out 2023 this week. Um, We will have a ribbon cutting for AccuPoint. Um, They've just come to downtown Bedford. They're set up on West Main Street in the old Pat's Barbershop building. Um, And they are a full service agency for anything that you might need for a project, whether it be title, escrow, surveying, design, septic, you name it, they have it. Um, really, really cool organization. And uh, they've all been super nice. They've already come to a couple of our events and are slowly starting to get more involved. Um, very enthusiastic about doing uh, business in Bedford. Um, but we will be there tomorrow, um, December 14th for, at 1130 for their ribbon cutting. And they'll be actually having an open house with refreshments and such from 11 to 2. So if you have the opportunity to go over there, go say hello, grab some uh, bagels, what have you. Um, and just introduce yourself. Always good to have a new business in downtown Bedford. Um, And then on Friday, December 15th, we actually have our holiday open house. This is the only event that we have at our office. Um, Most, every other event, every single one um, is with our members or community organizations or just out in the Bedford area somewhere. But this is the only time that we kind of open up our office um, for event for itself. So we will have some really amazing food. Um, we're going to decorate a little bit. And it's just a good time if you haven't come and met me, Michelle, and Kayla. This is a great opportunity. Just come say hi and check out our office. Um, and you don't have to be a chamber member. Um, I know I, I, as I've done this podcast, it's really been fun to kind of talk to people who listen to it because I never know who does and who doesn't. So if you are um, listening to this podcast and you, you know, want to learn more about the chamber and what it is that we do and how we operate, um, just put a face to, you know, my voice, then come say hello to us. Um, And that's December 15th from 1130 to 230. 
And right after our, our open house, we are going to Forest um, for another ribbon cutting at 3.30 for Whistle Express Car Wash. I have already heard some really amazing things about this car wash. Um, there are people that have been commenting on our posts about it, um, just saying it's the best place in the area. Um, and they also have a little tool that gets in between your seats and stuff. So it's really fancy. It's really nice. Um, and I've passed it a couple of times. It's right on 221 um, and Forest near Browburger and all that good stuff over there. Um, and it is a really big car wash, lots of lights, um, looks really tricked out. So come check it out. They're going to have, um, their grand opening from 12 to three on Friday, and then we'll close it out, uh, with the ribbon cutting at three 30, but they'll have some giveaways. Um, and they're actually doing free washes all weekend. So if you don't have the opportunity to come, uh, to the ribbon cutting on Friday, make sure to stop by on Saturday or, uh, and Sunday. Um, just try it out. I mean, who can say no to a free wash? Um, but that's all that we have coming up in December. We're closing out the year, but I do want to quickly mention that we have a lot of things coming up in January. Um, if you want to stay, um, more connected with the chamber, um, I have an, a weekly newsletter, the chamber check-in where it's super helpful. I put all of our upcoming programming, there's resources, there's, um, programming, um, like slots for all of our members to submit things that are coming up. Um, and it's just a great way to stay in touch with us. And I plan to release um, like not a full calendar of events because that's going to have to wait till January, but like another at a glimpse sheet. So you can go ahead and get some things that are in January, February, March on your calendar um, and just prep and come, uh, come ready to go to it. But um, if you have any other uh, event questions or what have you, um, we have our full calendar of events on bedfordareachamber.com. Um, and you can always call us or send us an email. I'll say our phone number at the very end. So make sure to listen all the way to the end. But without further ado, let me introduce today's guest. Um, good morning. Welcome to Alexa Brill with the Roanoke Blacksburg Regional Airport. Morning. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Thanks for coming down here. Absolutely. So, before we kind of get to the question part, can you just talk about a little bit about your background and about your business's background? I know that you are pretty new to the I airport. Am. I am. Um, so yeah, Alexa Briel, thanks so much for having me. Mm -hmm. I lead marketing, PR, uh, and media relations at the Roanoke Blacksburg Regional Airport. I've been there since April, so I am a little new, but having a lot of fun. Awesome. Um, before that, I worked at Virginia Tech. I was the communications director for the police department, transportation, parking, mail, construction, all oh wow, <laughs> spicy topics. But I like to be in the middle of the action, mm -hmm. uh, I think. Uh, and before that, lived in uh, Northern Virginia for oh. 10 years. So married a hokie and I guess made my way down to this uh, the South here. I'm originally from Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, wow. Shout out Red Sox, Patriots. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been a really great experience. So uh, the Roanoke-Blacksburg Regional Airport uh, is about five miles from downtown Roanoke. Mm -hmm. And um, I think about 30 or 40 miles here uh, in Bedford. And, you know, before I get going, I want to thank all of our uh, Bedford, Forest, Lynchburg passengers. Shout out to everyone. <laughs> uh, a really strong contingent, our passenger numbers. And yeah. we know we've got a lot of choices on where to fly. Um, so just want to share my appreciation for you. But um, the airport, 
you know, we don't control ticket prices. We don't know where your bags are, um, but we're here to provide infrastructure for airlines to operate in this mm-hmm. area, rental cars, parking, um, all of that good stuff. So, you know, we wish we controlled some of it, but we don't. Um, we're here to advocate for the region at large. Um for new air service and and economic development, which is great. Uh, We really like to get out there in the community and and hear what people are looking for, where they're, they're traveling. Um, For a region of this size, we count about a two hour radius of, of Roanoke Mm -hmm. in the airport. Um, So we've got some really good service. We have uh, American airlines that flies to Charlotte and uh, New York city. We've got Delta flying to Atlanta um, and New York city, LaGuardia, United, uh, Washington, D.C., Dulles, uh, and O'Hare in Chicago. And then we've got Allegiant flying down to Florida, uh, Orlando, Sanford, and uh, Clearwater. So I-, I think those Florida flights sound nice right about now. Yeah. Uh, we've got about 16 to 19 flights out a day, oh, uh, wow. which is really good. Yeah. Um, and then we serve about 300,000 departing passengers, which is wow. um, is good. Um, yeah. Again, we compete uh, with Charlotte, mm-hmm. that American hub about uh, three hours away, uh, Washington, uh, Dulles, mm-hmm. a couple hours away. Um, our service complements Lynchburg, so mm-hmm. we're kind of a dynamic duo uh, in the region, which is, is really good. Um, and Greensboro, of course, mm-hmm. uh, our passengers uh, sometimes fly through there. So, um, yeah, lots going on. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever had like a breakdown of the airport before. So that's, it's really cool to hear mm-hmm. that you guys serve 300,000 passengers. Uh-huh. And growing. Oh, and growing, <laughs> of course. Um, So how many flights do you actually operate? Oh, you said 16, 14 to 16. Yeah, 16 to 19. It really depends. So some of those flights operate a few days a week. Yeah. Um, some days we have up to 10 flights even going to Charlotte. Um, oh, wow. So it, it really depends. Uh with the airlines is it kind of like provide. cranking up cranking up for the holidays or for sure this oh yeah is like our uh super bowl i guess you could say <laughs> thanksgiving is the strongest and with all those college students from mm-hmm. um liberty virginia tech going back that week right before thanksgiving um was really active i'm sure um, but we're gonna gear up again this coming week uh which is is really fun to see it busy um you know i wasn't there during the pandemic but in airport you want yeah. Uh, really bustling. You want that parking lot full. Um, so it should be good. Let's just hope for good weather. Yes. No airline meltdowns, nothing like that. I know the airport <laughs> is such it, – it's it's always one of those liminal spaces because you go in and you're, like, waiting there for – sometimes for quite a while. Mm-hmm. But it's also at the same time you can meet really, really great people. And I've, I've traveled – a decent amount maybe not so much in the last couple of years because you, like you said the pandemic uh-huh. kind of slowed things out a lot um well you're just gonna have to come out <laughs> I, I know i roanoke is actually my airport of choice i didn't y'all didn't hear me say that um but what he's laughing in the background <laughs> um we did not pay for this <laughs> right well i love to mm-hmm. go there and I, I love to just like get magazines and hang out and mm-hmm. talk to people and people watch and mm-hmm. it's a really it's honestly a really good time if you make it a good time i would agree yeah i agree it's a cozy little spot yes it mm-hmm. is 
And you also have like some nice spots outside. I've had like picnics and stuff in like the grass and watched the airplanes come oh, down. Yeah, love that. I know. Yeah, we've been exploring new opportunities. Take advantage of that view. Oh, really? Um, you know, in the future, whether it's a beer garden or an overlook where people can play in spot. Um, that would be amazing. Now that, you know, we're coming out of the pandemic, I think that would be really fun. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about um, air travel like during the pandemic and, you know, how it's changed and if it's bounced back? Yeah. Um, so it is coming back and we've all heard about revenge travel mm-hmm. where folks that were trying to travel during the pandemic couldn't. So they're they're saving their trips. Um, but I think they've already gone on those trips, especially last summer. Yes. When you look at the industry wide, everybody's traveling. You see those TSA statistics and it's really great. Um at Roanoke, we are set to exceed our 2022 passenger wow. numbers, which is really good. Um, 2019, prior to the pandemic, we just had a really good year. Um, mm-hmm. So we might not exceed that one, um, but we're trying to build back our, our service and um, build back our passengers and the airlines at large. You probably heard about it. There is a major pilot shortage mm-hmm. uh, coming out of those forced retirements and um, an air traffic controller shortage. And and it's real. And we see that. Um, so airlines are going to put their planes where they make the most money. No. We understand. <laughs> but we want all all the service. Yeah. Um, but yeah, folks are definitely traveling. And I think I saw a statistic somewhere where 60% of Xennials and Millennials, <laughs> they want to spend their money on travel and experiences oh, yeah. um, versus saving, uh, you know. It's, it's, I try to do both, but <laughs> it, it's hard because I think like I, I traveled this summer. My sister went to Oxford for um, oh, abro- cool. yeah for study abroad. And so me and my mom, um, I was supposed to study abroad in, in London in 2019 and it got oh, canceled no. <laughs> or 2020 just got canceled. Mm-hmm. So I, w- I really was having like FOMO and she rubbed it in my face and I said, OK, I'll be there. And so I we went and oh, my gosh, there were. Like we were on like a double decker plane, which England experience that was so mm-hmm. funny to me. That's but, really fun. Yeah, it was really cool. But there were so many people. Mm-hmm. Like it was packed. And when you got to London, there was people everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, you know, it's amazing to travel, but everybody's traveling. They are. So it's crazy. And you worry about like the sustainability of those spots, like the Coliseum and other places in Rome. Um, I myself took a trip to France with a bunch of my college girlfriends in May. Um, So I'm right there with you. But it's good to see it filling back up again. It's just it is real. Those shortages and um, and they're moving away from um, some of those smaller aircraft and trying to place Mm -hmm. larger aircraft places. And we've had a few new aircraft um, and more seats this year, which is really exciting. Um, it's just getting back out there. And um, again, we really appreciate everyone who flies with us. <laughs> it means a lot. <laughs> You're so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the with the pilot shortages and, you know, like trying to get people trained, is there anything and like, I know that in Lynchburg, they have a like a new pilot training mm-hmm. program coming, which is really exciting. Um, have you guys been uh, like considering anything to kind of like help with that? We are. And, um, the Lynchburg, uh, Liberty program is kind of like the gold standard, the high watermark. Um, so we're in conversations with local, um, higher ed institutions. There's so many of them Mm -hmm. throughout 
what could be. Um, yeah, there's such an opportunity. And when you listen to the radar, some of us nerd out and do that. You can hear about, <laughs> hear the student pilots flying around. Yeah. Um, and it's really fun, really exciting. We have a great flight school as well. Awesome. Um, but yeah, there are opportunities. And I like, you know, to do some e- events in the spring or in the summer where you can bring in students, especially female students, just to learn and oh, see yes. the airport. Because once you come out, it, you know, you get a little excited. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's a really big opportunity there. Yeah, I some an event that we do in the fall is a career and technical education expo. Mm. So any like skilled training programs or anything that gets you a certification of some kind that isn't like going to four-year school and right. just getting a degree. Like we really want to like showcase that stuff cuz I mm-hmm. I'm from Bedford County. I went through the schools here and mm-hmm. it's changed a lot in like the 6 years that I've been out I know I'm very young um but it's (laughs) really interesting how they've kind of like changed the tune in some ways from just being like you either go to college or you just get a job right to showing the different like the breadth of opportunities available to Mm -hmm. you and like pilot training is one of them oh yeah for sure and um you know we have a through Piedmont Airlines they have a maintenance hangar at the airport and Mm -hmm. I think they you know employ maybe 50 60 70 folks um engineering there's just so many careers yeah um, that yeah i was never exposed to either right but it's like you said you kind of nerd out the more you learn Mm -hmm. yeah so to kind of get back to um the airport itself you you mentioned that you have some things like you're considering for improvements Mm -hmm. is there any plans that you can kind of like talk about Sure. Um, so the airport is in the midst of its master planning process. So that is a um, a framework, a, a living document, if you will, um, <laughs> guiding the development and construction at the airport over the next 20 years. Um, so it covers things like uh, the terminal, mm-hmm. the runways, the taxiways, the parking lot, the surrounding roads. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, a little bit of everything, the cargo, the general aviation. Um, so it's where we could go. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a bunch of different projects um, that we basically pursue them if the region wants them. If the region hits certain um, call it planning activity levels, so population growth, mm-hmm. um, income kind of milestones, uh, more passenger traffic at the airport. Um, so that is in approval or in review now with the FAA. Um, so we work closely with them um, to plot out where we might be headed. Um, so some things that we have in the works um, in the more immediate future that will just improve the overall passenger experience and make it easier to do business and uh, run in, run airlines here would be um, the new TSA checkpoint. We're mm-hmm. um, engineering that out right now. So if you ever fly out first thing in the morning uh, at 4 or 5 a.m., the line backs up a whole bunch mm-hmm. there at the TSA checkpoint. It's kind of tight. So we'll be re-engineering that so that second floor of the airport might look a little different. Nice. Um, right now, if you check a check a bag, I don't often check a bag. I pride myself on that. But um, you have to drag your bag to the security kind of screening mm-hmm. machines. I don't know if you remember that. So those will go away in the near future and oh, nice. um, just make it a bit easier for folks to check their bags. We're embarking on a parking lot enhancement project. Mm. Right now, it can be a little tight to navigate around. Mm. Of course, I park across the street. Plenty of room across <laughs> across there. Shout out to the overflow lot. But um, we're going to make it easier to navigate, repave, um, look at the surrounding roads. But 
the biggest hot topic at the airport, um, if you're in in those circles, is potentially pursuing a runway extension. Oh wow! So we've got two uh, active runways, and they are both perfectly safe and uh, can accommodate aircraft from training small planes to huge UPS cargo jets. But um, we operate under some exemptions with the government and how long uh, they are. So we're looking at this master plan to say, hey, is this the time to extend it You know, sometime in the next so 20 years? And that could bring in larger aircraft, um, all sorts of technology coming out uh, with cargo and unmanned systems. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the time to get ready. And if you've ever driven on 581 around <laughs> Roanoke City, the runway could potentially go over 581. Oh, really? And you see that at bigger airports like yeah. Atlanta or uh, Chicago, but it, it could be coming here. Um, it's one of those things where the whole community has to buy in if that's mm-hmm. something we're going to pursue. And we've had a lot of um, public outreach sessions. And um, so far, folks are really supportive. It's mm-hmm. just um, got to make sure it makes sense for the region. Yeah. So always little things going on behind the scenes, um, potentially pursuing um, making the terminal and the concourse a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. So where you wait for those planes and you grab your magazine, your smoothie, kind of reworking <laughs> that area a bit too. So that's awesome. Plenty on the horizon. I was about to say, mm-hmm. that's like, mm-hmm. it is the master plan. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd be surprised if there wasn't a bunch of things on there. But uh-huh. yeah, the, it's really good. the mm-hmm. runway extension is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Like that could really change like Roanoke as a whole. It could. And um, people, they're yeah, they just get really fascinated by it, and me too. So there's four options on how you can extend the runway at the end of each end of the runway. Um, mountains are on one side, McAfee Knob, um, you know, all the huge yeah. Appalachian Mountains. And then you've got um, a big drop-off on one other end, and then you've got the Valley View Mall on another mm-hmm. end, which is people are like, oh, you're going to get rid of the mall? Nope, we're going to go over the highway because it makes the most sense yeah. to extend it. Um as and if you, we, we would ever get rid of them all. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, there's also Hershberger Road and a school down there. Yes. And there's, there's a lot going on over there. It um, is very busy. You know, we all love the Olive Garden and everything <laughs> <laughs> um, that are positioned there at the end of the runway. But, you know, and, and folks are like, oh, will we get service to the West Coast if we have a longer runway mm. or international? Probably not at this time. But mm. um, if the passenger numbers show it, if the economic development numbers show it, then... You never know. It could be. We could all be flying to the West Coast. That would be so cool. <laughs> that would be crazy. Yeah. That would be a big change. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, it, the aircraft now are, like I said, are getting bigger. They're mm-hmm. trying to make the most bang for their buck. Um, so having a runway that accommodates larger, larger aircraft is a good thing. Mm-hmm. So you said that for big projects like this to get kind of pushed through, they have to be championed by mm. the community. So what can we do as you know people that use the airport Mm -hmm. what can we do to kind of like support these projects yeah i think that's a really good question and we strive to collaborate really closely with chambers across the region um coming out and supporting uh supporting our public events and um promoting usage of the airport and um working together on how we can make the best business case for the region when we go to um, airlines and um, it 
the support helps tremendously. And we've had a lot of this has been at least like a two year process after COVID It had to be paused for a while where so many stakeholders have weighed in. Um, but really using the airport and promoting it is is super helpful. Well, excellent. For yeah. sure. We can do that. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> um, so are there any other new things like new? I know you said that you would love for, you know, more airlines to come there. How does that process work? Is there anything new coming anytime soon? So I so wish that we were uh, yeah. in charge of that process at the end of the day. Um, it's an airline decision. We don't have anything to announce at this point. Um, I wish I could have a mic, mic drop moment and, and tell you more, but um, we meet all the time with airlines, network planners. Um, at the end of the day, it's, it's their business decision, but um, how the process works is, again, we meet throughout the year with them, uh, one-off meetings and conferences and all that good stuff. Um, and we work with chambers to develop kind of a portrait of the region. Mm-hmm. Um, the airlines data, they've got more data than anyone. It's amazing from their okay. um, apps and their geofencing and their yeah, credit yeah, yeah. cards. Um, it's They know. They know where you're drinking your coffee, where you're flying. <laughs> if you're driving down a Greensboro, I know no one listening to this would ever do that, but <laughs> for <Please>. Charlotte. <laughs> um, but they know. So we try to fill in the gaps um, in telling the story here. So we look at uh, and highlight population, um, areas of, of growth, like down here in Bedford, Forest, the lake. We try to kind of showcase that, talk mm-hmm. about wages, talk about tourism, higher ed institutions, just so they can get a good lay of the land. Um, we So for pursuing potentially a specific destination, let's pick Boston, because, you know, <laughs> because I, Boston. I'm from there and I would love nothing more uh, than that. So when we meet with the airline, we, we show our, you know, 25 most uh, travel to destinations. Mm. Then we look at how many passengers are flying there mm. a day. Um, so, for example, now we have about 60 to 70 passengers flying Boston a day. And so the airlines will say, well, we're using a regional jet that has 50 to 70 seats. Well, that might work for, you know, a day if they're looking to make the most money. They're going to want a bigger aircraft. And and can we support that? Um, Or would a place like Charlotte or Greensboro somewhere support a larger um, plane? But anywho, we promote that. We make the case for, hey, there's these companies down here in Bedford that might have a headquarters up there and they might guarantee this many folks mm-hmm. traveling so that's part of that business economic development so that gathering the regional profile is very important it is yeah. yeah um and that's why i try and um our team tries to get out and, and meet with mm-hmm. the chambers meet with the planning commissions to to make that uh argument um and not to say it doesn't it doesn't hurt when you're tweeting at the airlines i know i do that all the time um <laughs> Or you email them and you let them know you want those destinations. They're also going to look at how many folks are driving to Charlotte or Greensboro or D.C. or yeah. Um, and you know they can charge. They charge a lot less because it's um, larger airports, mm-hmm. their hubs. But they they do like to you know make a dollar or two at the regional airports. So and it depends. So right now we're really uh, focused on West Coast or service to the west coast um via a dallas flight or a denver flight 
Um, we're also looking at South Florida. That's a really strong market oh, for yeah. us. Um, really all Florida. I think Orlando, um, Sanford, and the MCO airport is our biggest market, but tons of folks are trying to connect down to Florida. Um, I've flown from Roanoke to Orlando many times. On the Allegiant? Yeah. Did you enjoy it? I did. It, <laughs> it's so convenient. It's it's extremely convenient. Mm-hmm. It's only like a two-hour flight, if mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, so that those are great. And um, those flights are about 90% full, which is mm-hmm. really exciting. Um, so if we're making the, the case for uh, uh, Dallas, for example, we not only show how many folks are traveling there every day, but all the connections behind it. So we kind of make a, a larger um, cumulative mm-hmm. business case. There might be 400 people going out to the West Coast that could connect. So um, yeah, it's it's fun to get get into it. And we work with um, great consulting partners. And yeah. um, our executive director, Mike Stewart, uh, is an industry veteran. And um, he's just really astute. So yeah, awesome. I've learned a lot. Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> now you have too. <laughs> I know. Oh, I I love the podcast because mm-hmm. I I get to learn so much from people, and I think um I w- I would love for you to talk about this, but mm-hmm. I think um everybody has an inkling of how important airports are to you know the re- to your own mm-hmm. like community and region, but also in terms of attraction and retaining uh like businesses and developing housing and all of that Mm -hmm. can you just kind of touch on touch on like what the airport means to you know the community as a whole in terms of advancement yeah it really does um it's kind of like the nexus of a community Mm -hmm. and um the economic development argue uh, argument is is really strong i think it was something like the roanoke airport made uh, an economic impact of about $250 million in the community just through, you know, the tickets, through the tourism, through the passengers traveling through. Um, And the argument for Virginia airports is just exceptionally strong. Mm -hmm. So when folks maybe want to drive down to North Carolina, and it it could be a price or just ease of a direct flight, we say, don't you want to keep your jobs here in Virginia? Support and, local. Yeah, support local, fly local. Um, and that's going to be, as we move ahead, just a, a really strong ethos for marketing campaigns and um, our outreach. And when we do meet with local businesses and, and they kind of tell us their pain points, um, mm-hmm. we listen and we, we bring that back to the airlines when we can. And I think we'll engage some new surveys and um, work with chambers like yeah. in Bedford to to deploy some of that so we can hear what folks want. And I think we all know that leisure travel is back. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if business travel is back with Zoom. and um, True. That's very true. Yeah. I love this face-to-face. It would be totally yeah. different on Zoom. It so. would It would absolutely be different. I, I really like – since we're in the end of the year, I'm having a lot of meetings like <laughs> every single day. And it's always so much easier, I feel like, to mm-hmm. communicate to each other just face to face. And it's so worth it. Um, like, I, lo- I love, like, being able to have the option to do virtual yeah, because it makes things easier. It does. And, yeah, there's still value in that. And mm-hmm. I would look to you and uh, our other chamber partners on how we can best communicate the value of the airport to, mm-hmm. to the general public and to your businesses and more plain English. Um, after COVID, <laughs> we've kind of had to remind folks where we fly and mm-hmm. the role of the airport. But I think now we're in that. What's the value? And how do we get that out there? Yeah. Um, 
So very open to suggestions. We should definitely talk after this. Yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. Love that. Because I'm, I mean, a big part of Chambers is that we touch a lot of people. We build a lot of relationships and we help others build relationships. Mm -hmm. So the more information that we can have on what your needs are and, you know, any statistics or great highlights that you can provide. We love pamphlets. We love any type of printed materials that we can just take with us. Very good. Um, But all of that stuff, let's talk. Yeah. But um, is there anything else that you'd like to touch on? I feel like with the airports, there's always so much to talk about. There really is. um, And no two days are the same. Um, So right now, like I said, we're um, now that I've been in my role for about eight months and mm-hmm. you know how this goes, you um, kind of get a lay of the land and then you look forward uh, strategically. So um, folks will very much see the airport out in the community, um, whether it's just, you know, information sessions or meeting with chambers or uh, planning commissions to talk mm-hmm. about our air service priorities, talk about the master plan. Um, you'll see us out there. I think uh, you'll see our marketing and, and advertising out there a bit more. And that's where we could really use your help and awesome. honing in on the messaging. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we have to promote the airport uh, just generally and, yeah. and remind folks we're there. But And you guys are also a major employer. Yeah. Um, so the so we we operate uh, through a airport commission and mm-hmm. we have about six members on that appointed by uh, the city of Roanoke, Roanoke County, Salem, um, and, and some others. We have about 70 employees at the commission and then hundreds upon hundreds working at the oh, airport wow. in around um, at the cargo facility, yeah. maintenance, rental cars. That's, that's huge business. Mm-hmm. Um, parking. It, it's, it's all good. Um, it really is an economic engine, but we need help telling that story and then amplifying it. Well, awesome. Yeah. Well, in terms of recruitment, are you guys hiring at the moment? So we are not, but our oh, really our airline, yeah, we're we're pretty fully staffed. That's awesome. It's exciting. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, that kind of changes throughout the year. But um our airline partners are, are always hiring at the airport. Mm-hmm. If you want those flight benefits, something true. to look into. Very um, true. You can work at one of the contractors, uh, cargo, UPS, FedEx, always booming, um, general aviation. So yeah, there there are definitely opportunities there. Keep an eye out for. We'll be sure to share them. Yeah, that's excellent. I you know when I usually ask you know how people can get more involved, they say, oh well, we have a hundred opportunities it's not often that <laughs> yeah, people we say that we're, we're good <laughs> yeah we are good um but we want to get out there more and, yeah. and, and meet people and it's um, awesome you're in a great position to do so yeah and any ideas around reaching younger audiences not yeah. just to fly but you know for those aviation careers mm-hmm. i think that'll be really really fun um to explore that the best way to reach those those yeah. youngsters well <laughs> my last question to you what is your favorite part about the Roanoke Airport, whether it be working there or just the airport in general. It really is such a great, great place. I think, and you know this, being in marketing, Mm. the sheer variety of working at an airport um, is really fun. So even this morning when I stopped by the airport, I saw a couple of planes leaving. So I Mm. hopped out, snapped some videos, um, got some great photos of of sunrise. Um, And then, you know, you get to work on social media. Mm. I managed our 
volunteer programs. There's a lot of good face-to-face interactions there. Try to walk around, talk to our customers when we can, uh, working on marketing, advertising, um, and then getting out and about in the community. So variety is really fun. Um, This is a great, great place to work. And um, I think there's so much to be excited about about the airport. Mm -hmm. So now's the time uh, to to join us on this. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this journey. You didn't mention volunteers earlier. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about what oh, yeah. your volunteers do? Yeah. So when you go to the airport, there is the desk up front, and we've got some lots of friendly faces awesome. uh, wearing their red vests, and and they're there to help answer questions for passengers. It's staffed most days of the week, nearly all day. Um, some of these volunteers have been doing it for. 15, 20 years. Um, and their knowledge is much advanced of, of mine. Um, but they also kind of serve as ambassadors for the community. Mm -hmm. Folks come in, they might need help getting ride share or they want to know where to eat. Um, and, and I try to ask them where they like to eat. Then I go there, uh, (laughs) where to stay or uh, how to navigate around. They have maps. Um, so that program has been going on yeah for a very long time. Uh, we're always recruiting new mm-hmm. volunteers for, um, just to help fill shifts. And it's a fun way uh, to learn about the airport. And we try to give them lots of education throughout mm-hmm. the year, too. But Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's a nice community touch point. Yeah. Well, if people want to get involved with volunteering or learn more about the airport, what is the best way to do so? So they can visit flyroa.com. Um, but really... If you're a follower of any of our social media accounts, mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, or oh, X, uh, send X. us a message. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And um, we'll get back to you. You could also share some of those great photos mm-hmm. you take. We love it. Um, or just send us your thoughts um, about what we can do to improve. But- Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining yeah, me. Yeah, thanks morning. for having me. Of course. This has been an awesome conversation. And Hopefully, I'll ha- I'll come fly out of Roanoke soon. We would love that. Thank you, everyone, for flying our way. And I guess I survived my first podcast. Please. <laughs> Acting like it's a gladiator fight. <laughs> yeah. Well, mm-hmm. thank you guys uh, for listening to the Chamber Vibes podcast. This is actually our last podcast of 2023. So I hope you enjoyed it. And if you have any feedback or thoughts for 2024, please send us an email, um, send me an email at marketing at baccva.org. And if you want to learn more about the chamber, you can go to our website, bedfordairychamber.com. Or if you have some questions, you can just uh, give us a phone call. We can be reached any sort of way. Um, 540-586-9401 is our phone number. Um, And keep an ear out in January for the next Chamber Vibes podcast.